0: Good morning Church. Viewers all over the world. Good morning. I greet you all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit. You are welcome into God's presence. I welcome you all into the arena of Liberty in Jesus name. You may be seated. The book of Romans 1 verse 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes. Apostle Paul was simply saying here in this verse that to know God's presence is to know God's power. For God's word is the instrument of peace for the Holy Spirit to use and i can assure you of god's word today and always amen the spirit spoke in genesis 1 verse 14 the word of god saying and god said let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for seasons and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. This means a spirit creates material things, proving that a spirit is greater than material. In John one verse fourteen, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And finally that word was manifested in the flesh as a spoken word through the lips of jesus and as a spoken word through the lips of the apostles and finally that word was put upon a paper in the language of men so that we may have a permanent record of this living world and that brings about the holy bible let's clap for jesus Of you here have come with your Bible today. Do you have your Bible with you? Come on, let me see your Bible. Wave it to the air. Now let me encourage you concerning what you have in there. Reach your Bible with devotion regularly, attentively, and repeatedly. Then you can become familiar with the way a man of God speaks and how we answer God and the way we answer God with our lives. For he is with me in the living world. Say to yourself, he is with you in the living world. Say your neighbor, God is with you in the living world. Yes, Jesus is with you in the living world. He is with you in the presence of the almighty spirit living in you. And as you begin to do the word, he begins to do in you and through you then you can boldly and confidently say that greater is he that is in me than the one who is in the world say greater I can hear you say greater is he that is in me than the one who is in the world again and again say greater is he that is in me than the one who is in the world. What's an indwelling grace. Let someone say indwelling grace. Let someone say indwelling grace. And that will lead to the message of today, the indwelling grace. Let's open our Bibles to the book of 1st John chapter 4 and let's start our reading from verse 1 the book of first john chapter 4 and let's start our reading from verse 1 are you there people in the house are you there i read. their friends do not believe every spirit but test the spirits to see whether they are from God because many false prophets have gone out into the world because of time let's go to verse 4 which is the proof test of today's message their children are from God and I'll overcome them because the one who is in you is greater Than the one who is in the world. Praise the Lord. Say greater. Say greater. Is he. That is in me. Than the one. Who is in the world. Praise the Lord. Just as there are two sides. To a coin. So also there are two sides. To life. I'll say it again, just as there are two sides to a coin, so also there are two sides to life. First, the spiritual side and the ultimate conclusion where Satan was defeated. Praise the Lord. Jesus said in the book of John 19 verse 30, it is finished. What's an ultimate conclusion where Satan, his agents, and his works were destroyed. The second side of life is the natural side in which people try to figure out God with their natural mind. Where people try to put God in the compartments and begin to instruct him what to do and the time to do it. Who to use and who not to use where we are being controlled by our feelings and emotions. When we try to figure out God with our natural mind, it is easier to say what God did not and claim to be what we are not and call ourselves what we are not. Thereby, pride and arrogance comes in. We begin to boast about what we are doing for God. We begin to boast about the services we are rendered to mankind. Even some will say, I'm a bishop, I'm a renowned gospel artist. I give my tithes regularly to the church. I pay visits to the widows. I give to the orphans. I give to the poor, I give to the needy. I'm the first to come to church in the morning. I've kept my way far from saying i people of the world. We begin to profess in what we are doing. Even some will say, I build churches in my village. Without me, my ministry cannot move on. My pastor relies on me to do everything. In so doing, you are projecting the world. And I tell you the truth. As long as the world is in place in your life, Christ will be displaced. The indwelling grace will be displaced as long as self-confidence is in place in your life the confidence born of God will be displaced then you'll be empty as long as self-righteousness that boasts in itself is in place in your life the righteousness born of God will be displaced remember that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus as long as self-sufficiency is in place in your life Christ will be displaced for Christ is our sufficiency as long as arrogance and pride is in place in your life the humility born of God will be displaced I tell you the truth if you rely upon your own strength when I say strength I mean your natural ability your gifts and talents You are doomed to disappointments. Anything can happen to you at any time. But when you rely upon the strength that comes from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he will not allow the enemy of your soul to overtake you. The enemies will come to you in one direction and they will flee in many directions because his grace will be sufficient for you. In the book of Ephesians 6, verse 10, the Bible says Paul began this last section with a wonderful exhortation. It said, be strong in the Lord. Not in yourself, not in your talents, not in your gifts, not in what you feel you can do, but be strong in the Lord. Yes, many Christians today, they cry, they weep, they murmur, they wail, they lament, they hold grudges, they keep offence. Their lives are resentful because their lives are centered in what they claim they are doing for the church. Because their lives are centered in what they are doing, how they are feeling and how they are treated. I tell you the truth. It's not all about you. not all about me. It's all about Jesus. Haven't you heard what the Bible says in the book of Ephesians? Two verse eight to nine. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not from yourself. It is the gift of God. Not by works. that no man should boast. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I simply agree with this Bible passage for no man knows by the present signs or by the present situation what the future holds for him. This means whatever we are in Christ Jesus is by grace you are what you are by his grace i am standing right here in your presence this morning by the special grace of god your grace still amazes me your love still You ever so much, you may be seated. As I was saying, that no man knows by the present signs or by the present situation what the future holds for him. This means whatever we are in Christ Jesus is by His grace. I am what I am by His grace, you are what you are by His grace. In other words every man has the grace of time and space to act in only as our Lord has given him by divine providence this means God chooses grace rather than works this means if the weak comes to him he will help the weakness just as he will help the strong If God had chosen works rather than grace, no one will merit His mercy and favor. Because what we call our works of righteousness are like filthy rags before God. What we call our good works are like filthy rags before Him. In other words, man is undeserving of His mercy. Listen to this: our faith. Our conversion, our eternal salvation, are not the mere product of our natural ability. No man boasts. It appears that all is of grace. All our spiritual advantages are from God. Praise the Lord. The great objects of faith are made known by divine revelation and are made credible by the testimony and evidence God has given us and that we believed and obtained salvation through faith. This is entirely owing to divine assistance and grace, by his indwelling grace. And this explains why the young, rustic and seemingly Inexperienced, heartless David could defeat Goliath in a battle. Praise the Lord. This is what they call enduring grace. This explains why Moses, a son of Hebrew slave, could stand before Pharaoh and deliver his people from his hand and become a great leader. It's all owing to divine grace, the enduelling grace. And this explains why God looked at Daniel, a slave, and saw in him a leader. And this explains why God looked at Saul, a state prosecutor, and saw in him Paul, a great apostle. And this explains why God looked at Deborah like you do you know that God looked at Deborah a woman like you a woman like you a woman like women in the house a woman like women all out there viewers all over the world a woman like me and saw in her a great judge and a prophetess all is going to divine assistance and grace And this explained why God looks at Esther, a Hebrew slave girl, and saw in her a queen. Not just a queen, but a queen with a difference. And this explains why weak people like me, weak people like me, without great strength and experience, one of the unlikely should ever remain grateful to God for the purpose he has designed us for praise the Lord people of God those who are rich and honorable among the children of men have their riches and honor from God whoever is great among men it is God's hand that made them so and whatever strength we have it is god that gave it to us so we also acknowledge god in every spiritual things referring every good purpose every good thoughts every good achievements every our success to his grace from which we receive it let him who glories therefore glory in the lord not in yourself don't attribute your achievement to your personal effort or ability don't say i trained myself to school i suffer so much before i because before i become this before i become that don't achieve things don't say i have achieved all this because i have suffered so much it's purely by the grace of god remember that god opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble people of God. I want us to sit back and reflect on life. And you will discover that anytime you wrestle with blood and flesh, anytime you wrestle with people, anytime you strive with people, you will discover that you are fighting the wrong battle. In the book of 2 Kings chapter 6 verse 16, Elisha said to his panic-stricken servants, Fear not! For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Amen? Amen. I said to you, fear not! For those who are with us, protecting us, guiding us, providing for us, defending us, are more than those who are against us. Elijah made this declaration because he you knows that the indwelling grace is there. It's more sufficient for him. You see, this statement is made to Christians all over the world who without are fighting, but within filled with fear. This message is challenging you this morning to so fear not. Tell someone, fear not. Tell your neighbor, fear not. Yes. Fear not for there is a God. Say there is a God. God. Tell someone who cares. Say there is a God. God. Say your neighbor there is a God. God. The cause of all things. The cause of all things. Say your neighbor the cause of all things. The fountain of all perfection. Without parts and dimension. Filling the heavens and the earth perfading, say after me, perfading, governing, and upholding all things. For he is spirit, God is spirit. He is infinite, an eternal mind, an intelligent being, incorporeal, immaterial, invisible, and incorruptible this is my God. (laughs) Say this is my God. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Yes, God is spirit. This is one of the first, the greatest, the most sublime and the necessary truths in the compass of nature. Let me tell you what it is. For the great men and women of the world who depend on his grace. Do you want to listen? Do you want to hear what he did? Now listen. He fought for David against Goliath. He will fight for you today. I can't hear you. I said, He fought for Daniel in the lion's den against the fierce and the hungry lions. He will fight for you today. He fought for Paul and Silas in the prison yard and the prison gate was opened he will fight for you today He fought for the three Hebrew friends Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego in the blazing furnace he will fight for you today Listen very carefully He fought for Moses and the Israelites against their enemy, Pharaoh, it will fight for you today. It <laughs> fought for Nehemiah and the Israelites against the adversary, it will fight for you today. It <laughs> fought for Nehemiah and the Israelites against the adversary, he will fight for you today. It <laughs> fought for Elijah against the prophets of Baal, it will fight for you today. <laughs> He fought for Elisha and his panic stricken servants against the forces of their oppositions if we fight for you today. Listen very carefully. If God fights for you, what else? What else do you want? I say every mountain for your sake shall be level today. Your sake shall be leveled today. The pillars and the foundation of your trouble shall crumble today. Those things that are against you shall be for you in the name of the Lord. People of God, do you not see that we don't need to defend ourselves in any cause? Do you not see that we don't need to defend ourselves in any reason? Because we have a defender. Just depend upon his grace, don't fight for yourself. Don't defend yourself. Don't rely upon your own strength, talents, and ability. Don't do that. Rely totally on the indwelling grace. Our battle for survival is not a personal challenge but the Lord's. And this explains why the psalmist says the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? In the book of Philippians 3 verse 3 the apostle says for we are the circumcision we worship Christ and the spirits and we rejoice in Christ Jesus we have no confidence in the flesh our confidence is not in man ability and gifts our confidence is not in man talents our confidence is not in institution It's it's not in medicine it's in our Lord Jesus Christ through the indwelling grace say indwelling grace And this makes Apostle Paul to say in the book of Romans 8 verse 31 that if God is for us, who can be against us? Who can be against us? Say nobody. nobody. People in the house, I want us to read together. Turn your Bibles. So the book of Romans 8. The book of Romans 8. Chapter thirty five. Are you there? Then let's read together. We should all reach and declare this together. We shall separate us from the love of Christ. Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger? Or, such as it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conqueror through Christ who loves us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demon neither the present nor the future, nor any power, neither night nice nor death, nor anything. Else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Let someone shout hallelujah. Finally, people of God, one of the principles that will change your life most is the vision of living in a future state. I will say it again. One of the principles that will change your life most is the vision of living in a future state. As if that future is already there. As if that future is already true. Now, stop talking like a victim. Stop talking like a victor. Praise the Lord. Stop talking like a loser. Talk like a winner discussing your battle for someone is fighting that battle for you. In person of the Holy Spirit. Ask Joseph. And he will tell you that one of the principle that saw him through from the dry pits to the throne is the vision of living in the future states. Joseph lived as if that future were already there. He lived as if that future were already true. And that gave him courage and confidence to endure every hardship he ever encountered before finally he went to the throne. The Bible says, he was stripped off of his coats of many colors, of his beautiful coats of many colors. He was separated from his parents. He was separated from the love and warm arms of his parents but enemy could not separate him from the wisdom and the grace of God Praise the Lord On the journey to the throne Enemy may try to strip you of outward prestige and beauty On the journey to the throne on the journey to your destination that glorious place the enemy may try to strip you of outward prestige and beauty but they cannot take away from you the wisdom and the grace of god they cannot take it away from you because it's not given to you by man, but it's given to you by god to the throne. They may call you names. Those names do not bear in order to paint you black before men and look bad before people. But they cannot take away from you the wisdom and the grace of God. They cannot take it away from you because it's not given to you by men. But it's given to you by God. So I want to leave this with you. To so develop the faith that we enable you to see the unseen and thus endure when this visible world offers us no hope or encouragement, and I pray, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ continue to abide with you and strengthen you till you shall be glorified at last in Jesus name.